Hello, friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 29th day of March. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me. I gave you a little bit of homework at the end of the podcast yesterday. For those of you who took up the challenge, it was to head to the end of the 41st chapter of Genesis, the last few verses, and see if you can find a moment where Pharaoh plays the role that will eventually be held by Mary at the wedding in Cana in John 2, and Joseph holds the role of Jesus. It's pretty obvious if you know the story of the wedding at Cana, what we're talking about, particularly if you read those last few verses of Genesis. I'll do that for you today. That's my job here on the podcast. Yours is to listen, enjoy, wrestle, take in the good stuff, and hopefully if I give you something that's not so good, you... You reject it. At least that's my prayer. But here's something that's kind of classic for me. I like to find Jesus where I can in these stories and see him through the story uh, as we see him in the Gospels, as we see him presented through things like the Apostle Paul or through the Apocalypse, all the ways we get to frame Jesus. These Old Testament stories were not written um, to... They were not, I don't believe these stories were written and the author sat down writing prophetically of Jesus. They could not have known that. But Jesus himself on the road to Emmaus taught the disciples to find him in the stories. You kind of feel like he might have found himself in this story. Let me read for you from Genesis chapter 41, verse 55. And the reason this is important is because Joseph's been placed in charge of all of the the food because of his interpretation of dreams. All the food's been laid up, and Joseph gathers the grain as the sand of the sea, and then it tells us Joseph's children. And all of Egypt is supposed to come to Joseph to receive bread. When all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Then Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, and whatever he says to you, do it. The famine was over all the face of the earth, and Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. And the famine became severe in the land of Egypt, so all countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, because the famine was severe in all lands. Now, when you just look at the story, it lays itself out pretty well. Egypt's in the middle of a famine. The people turn to the leadership, which is what nations do. Uh, Even though, I mean, what's a leader supposed to do? But they do what they can. Pharaoh, what he can do is turn everyone to Joseph, who has been placed in charge over all the food. And Joseph opens up those storehouses he's been saving for years. And he sells the grain to the Egyptians. And not only... Does the famine touch Egypt? It then touches the world around, and the countries come in to Egypt because this famine is severe in all of their lands. So that's the story, which lays out rather nicely. You probably caught the phrase at the end of 55 where Pharaoh says to the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, whatever he says to you, do, which is almost word for word John 2 5. In John 2, Jesus goes to Cana to attend a wedding. Jewish weddings would last over a week. We don't know who's getting married. Perhaps this is a member of Jesus' family. It kind of seems like it probably is. His mother's there. He goes out of his way to go. John is 
quick to tell us that this is the first miracle he performs in Galilee, and it's the first time he really comes out in public as this miracle worker. But his mother knows something about him. She knows he's unusual. She knows he's special. She knows he's anointed, even though he hasn't done these things. It's as if mom knows it's time. And when she says to him, they have no wine, he says, woman, what does that have to do with me? My time has not yet come. And Mary, undeterred, turns to the host or the servants at the wedding party and says in John 2, 5, whatever he says to you, do it. Which is, as I said, nearly word for word to what Pharaoh says to the Egyptians about Joseph. Whatever he says to you, do And of course, in a few moments, Jesus, who apparently now realizes his time has come, and we could argue that Mary knew it before Jesus did. I don't know if we'd be right in that argument, but we could argue that. And then he responds by fill six water pots with water and dip into it, give it to the master. And of course, it's wine. Water to wine, that's the miracle. But the point of that story in John 2 is the last recorded words by Mary in the Bible, whatever he says to you, do it, which is great advice for that day and maybe even greater advice for us. Whatever Jesus says to us, do it. And if we could just live that out without concern for what other people would think of us, we would be more apt to be obedient to the voice of Jesus Because we wouldn't be worried about how we're going to explain ourselves to people. Whatever he says to you, do it. They do. They drink the wine. Pharaoh, whatever he says to you, do. The Egyptians do. They eat the grain. And so here, Joseph is a type of Christ giving to the Gentile people to this secular place that which sustains them. Jesus does even better, gives to a party that which brings them joy, the sustainer and the joy giver, the Joseph and the Jesus. I know it was an easy homework assignment. You probably had it without even opening your Bible. You might have had to at least open to Genesis 41, 55 to see how Pharaoh words it, but the moment you hear whatever he says to you do, hopefully That jogs your New Testament memory and goes, hey, that's how I'm supposed to live my Christian life. Now, tomorrow we'll go to Genesis 42 where Jacob's brothers come to Egypt and we'll get into this encounter he has with his brothers and what it might mean for us. That's tomorrow and then then the essay. We're closing in on that very quickly. See you tomorrow. God bless.